Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
did perhaps during the Christmas holiday season where they would get together and they would go from house to house. Also, you say not in your time. That was back in my mama days and my dad days and grandma together and they were caroling. You know, they were singing those songs. That was a good thing. I know you see it on commercials on that TV where they have the snow, the little you know, snow around that time and they're out there singing and everything. But you know, there are a group of people that will go into the nursing homes and they begin to sing and play for the elderly. And they are just in awe about the sound of the music, and it's just for them. I myself, I recall going into the nursing home on many occasions, and they had a piano there, and the nursing home facilities allowed me to play the piano as well as to maybe bring a short message, and the other people that were with me, they were singing. And we'd go there, and they would wheel some of them in, some of them in and walkers, and some of them there in the rec room playing diamond older cards. And uh, they were captivated by the song that went forth. The band was there. And we began to sing songs, not so much of my generation, but the songs that were of their generation so that they could relate to it. And they were blessed. And some of them would clap their hands and some of them would sing words with us. Some of the words didn't match, but it was in the right tune. But the band played on. Amen? Because music is an integral part of our worship, you'll find today that a lot of individuals in the church refuse to give God worship and to praise. But the music is a part of us. It is. People will say, no, it is not. And I beg the difference. Based on the fact that little children coming up, the music is on, it doesn't matter what type, and they began to move about and keep in rhythm with that. I've seen the individuals here at our church with the children, and one particular one, she was always humming with the song, and, and uh, whenever she would see Minister Lewis on the keyboard, I just shook her up, and she was always trying to sing with him. If he tried to sing a solo, she was singing and humming with him. And then the other ones, they would get up and start dancing. That's music. It's a part of us. You already know that Satan was created being, and he had all the instruments inside of him. And then he got kicked out of heaven. But the band played on. Well, how do they play? He has his audience, and we have ours. In the Bible, it talks about there's a victory with singing and with dancing. I've heard different ones talk about dancing in the world. We could really dance and do that and all of that. And when we come into the church, we don't do that type of dance, but we still dance. Amen. Some are gifted dancers. That's why you have the praise dancers and the various ones there. They're naturally gifted. That's part of what the Bible talks about. Let me go over this one. Let's look at a victory dance. In the book of Exodus, chapter 15, go there with me, Exodus, chapter 15, and I'm going to read verses 20 and 21. This is Exodus 15. Verses 20 and 21. Listen to what it says. And Miriam, the prophetess, and who was she? The sister of who? Aaron. All right, Moses and Aaron. From here, just says the sister of Aaron, she took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women without after her with what? With timbrels and dance. And Miriam, in verse 21, and Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider, has he thrown into the sea. So what was she saying? This is a victory. You all know the story of our heritage back in Egypt on the dictates of Pharaoh. And the Lord allowed Moses. 
open. To go in, talk to Pharaoh, the homeboy wasn't listening, you know, the different plays that came up out of that. But the ultimate victory is just that the Lord allowed Moses to bring the people out of Egypt. And as they're going about their way, they come to a point where what was happening? There was a Red Sea. And when the people came before that, it looked like there was no escape. Because Pharaoh's army was running behind them. But see, God always takes care of us whenever we are in trouble. So the thing that happened is this. He calls a slayer to be between the people of God and the enemy. And he kept it that way while he allowed the cloud to give them light to go across. I want you to know they didn't cross that in a 35-minute walk. It was some time that all of them had to get across. And then the people, before they got there, they did what we would do too when we come up to a mountainous thing. And it didn't matter about the miracles that God had once done, but this was a new challenge for them. And they said, oh, my God, paraphrasing it, what is going on? What are we going to do? And then the Lord told Moses to stretch forth over the water. So the water parted, stood up on both sides. The scripture says that they walked across that Red Sea on dry land. So as they were walking across there, they had the power to give them light because it's going to get dark because of the mass of people going through. But he held back the enemy with a pool of fire. The horses are scared. The men are scared. But the pursuit of them was still strong in their heart because you're not just going to take my people from me without me giving up making a challenge. So while they were there, the people of God went across. When the last person was there on the other side, the Pharaoh's army came to pursue after them. And then those walls of water fell in on the horse and the riders. So what the God showing the results of the victory for them that you will see them no more. Well, nobody has to tell me, or if this is a time of rejoicing. Because, let me tell you something, once you get a victory, you're excited about it. That's why you not. Let me tell you, you were walking down the street and found a bag of money. Nobody there but just you, and you open it up, and there's a bunch of $100 bills and 20s and so forth, no coins, no ding ling none of that, but just the Benjamins and everything else. Would you pick up the bag with a frown after opening it up and seeing what you have on the inside? Uh, no, you wouldn't. Your heart on the desk, and you might put a little pep inside of your walk, and you got to go all about your business, looking around, whether or not nobody's seeing you. You will be excited about it. Miriam was so grateful to it. She took the timbrel, and I like to say the praise dancers, the women they came. And they went after her with a tambourine, the timbrel, and with dance. And Miriam answered them, singing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The whom the horse and the rider has he drowned into the sea. That's a victory dance. God had did a great, a great deed for them. Can you imagine all of those years that they were what? They were held in captive and in bondage the whole time. And now they were allowed to see their enemy got away with. God did it all for them. That was a time of rejoicing. Let me look at something else. In the book of Second Samuel, chapter 6, verse number 14, familiar 
remember, you had to have priests, the men of God, to carry the ark. That's a holy thing. And that is But when David got it back, and he was doing it right, they took so many steps, and they began to do what? Make sacrifices and praise in God. So when it came into the city, David said, oh, no, it is back. We made it here. That's when David began to do this dance before God. I can only imagine what a glorious time it was. Can you imagine that as he danced, what happened to what had to be going on? The band had to be playing. Because of the glorious victory. And you know the story that as David danced and Marshall, his wife, looked out the window and she said, Look at my husband, just paraphrasing it down. He had danced and made himself bang in front of all the women and everything. But, you know, David being a man of God, he wasn't going to bring a reproach against himself. Dark God, David loved God. Scripture says that he was a man after God's own heart. God was excited for him to handle his linen down. And guess what? Because Marsha was angered with the king, what happened to her? The Bible says that he shut her womb, and she was barren from that point on. Do you know it's an honor to be able to bear children? It is. It was not a good thing for a woman to be barren. But David had a victory dance because of the Ark of the Covenant now being in the rightful place that the people of God can be blessed. Let's look at some of the other things. Do you remember when there was a great war? In 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 6 and 7, listen to what it says. You remember when the ladies came out in the streets and they began to sing and dance? Read it. And it came to pass that they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women came out of all cities of Israel singing and dancing to what? To meet King Saul with temperance and with joy and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul's a slave is thousand, but David is ten thousand. So the thing of it is, when there's a victory, we're supposed to give God praise. We're supposed to give him thanks. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't have if you don't have your coronet, if you don't have your your clarinet, if you don't have your uh, tuba, if you don't have uh, you know the little small keyboard with you hanging from your neck, but you do have your ten string instruments that you can either give them a praise or do a you know snap your fingers in rhythm. But we all can praise God, especially when victory comes inside of our lives. Amen. The women there, they began to see it coming all out of the neighboring cities and things like that to begin to say, King Saul killed his thousand, but David his ten thousand. The scripture says that we should always sing and dance. Do you believe that? Yes, you do. I believe it as well. Look at uh, Psalm 119 and verse 54. It says the statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimages. But look at what it says in, in the New Living Testament. It says, your decrees, which is your statutes, have been the theme of my songs wherever I have lived. And when you think about where I have lived, you might think about, did I live over on this side of town or that side of town? It's not talking about that. But it's talking about your decrees, your laws, your truth. They have been the theme of my songs that are inside of my heart. Wherever I have been, wherever I have lived, that means sometimes I lived in a point where I just didn't see the miracles of God right before my eyes. Or maybe I have lived in a place where I'm believing God for a certain things are, I'm in a place where God has words of great miracles, but the songs that are in my heart are the scriptures. And so what songs would that would be the theme of yours? When you're in light, the theme of your song would, my God shall supply all my needs. It could be just that. So in that place of where you want to begin that, or perhaps 
the point where they are killing in your Bible, you, you can go ahead and say the same thing. He said his word and healed my disease. You know, you can go and see whatever it is that you're needing in that. So the things shown in your heart where you are dwelling at in your level of maturity with Christ would be what his word says about your current situation where you're in. Amen. In Psalm 149, in verse number one, it says, Praise you the Lord, sing unto the Lord a what? A new song, and his praise in the congregations of saints. So what's a new song? You know, you don't have to listen to uh, maybe a gifted and talented musician that you hear on the airwaves, but a new song would be a song that is really coming from your heart. You know that you're part of the band, you know. You are part of the great crowd of musicians that will sing before the Lord and give him worship and give him your praise. So the new song could be a song, and you don't have to be in your shower singing it, but this new song could be called you're driving in your car and doing whatever you're doing. I remember sometimes where uh, I, I remember my grandkids would do it, and I've done it myself. You're eating a good meal, and it's so good. You begin to hum like you eat. Have you ever been there? You begin to hum, like, mm, 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 and this melody is coming up from out of inside of you. I remember one of my grandsons in particular, we used to say, son, you know, you're saying he would swear up and down. He said, I am not singing. We would say, well, I wish I could have been a mic so the car could hear himself sing while he was still eating his food. Amen. But he said to sing a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. So what is his praise that you're going to sing? Okay, let's just look at that. We're part of the band, you know. So what kind of praise could you sing? I praise God for the goodness of the Lord, right? That's not snowing today. Or if I drove in the snow, we're in safety, right? The Bible says safety is of the Lord. So what happens? So you begin to sing a new song. I remember this morning in prayer, we were just singing songs unto the Lord. That was coming out of us about the victories of God. Psalms 147 and 1 says, Praise you, the Lord, for it is good to sing what? Praise to our God, for it is pleasant. And what's the last part of that? And praise is what? Calmly. I mean, it's good and beautiful. Right? Oh, praise the Lord. Can Can you imagine somebody trying to praise the Lord with a frown? It don't work. Because when you're thinking about the glorious works of God, your whole confidence change. Your attitude change. It becomes a great big smile on your face coming out of the inside of you. Amen? So what else does the Bible talking about uh, praises? Over in Proverbs 15 and 13, it says, A merry heart makes a cheerful confidence. It just says that. When you're happy about something, guess what? It shows all over you. If you don't become giddy, what? You become awe, oh, that's an awe. Oh. Amen? Proverbs 15 and 15 says, A merry heart is a continual feast. So eating all the time, eating his word? Amen. But Proverbs 17 and 22 says, A merry heart is what? It's good like medicine. It takes more muscles to do what? To frown than it does to smile. And we ought to wear smiles because it adds to our outfit. Amen. It just makes whatever we have all look that much better. Over in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, it says to speak to yourself in songs and melodies, make a melody in your heart. You believe that? Well, just look at what the band can do. Amen. Have anyone have you ever noticed a bun places and maybe some of the musicians were late coming up or some of the singers were late? And that one or two parts of the band members, the cast were steady playing and making melody. And when the other persons come and join in, guess what happened? It makes it that much better, right? So what the thing of it is, you have to do it. We 
earlier we read about how David was singing with the musicians and everything. And guess what happened? He was bringing the ark back to remove him, which was wrong. But here, there were clothes and white linen. Listen to this. Having white cymbals and saw trees with harp, they stood at the east end of the altar, and with them, a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. Thirteen says, and it came to pass, as the trumpeteers and singers were as one, were as one. So what was that saying? The, the musicians were as one, a whole bunch of them. So what does it mean when they say they were at one? They were on one o'clock. Don't you realize that when you're on one o'clock as a group, the band we're talking about, when you're on one o'clock, you can expect greatness to happen. When you're on one o'clock, ding, ding, one o'clock on the day of Pentecost. When they were all in one o'clock, tongues broke forth. Come on, a spiritual language broke forth because they had everything in common. Listen to this. And it came to pass that the trumpeteers and singers were at one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Oh, you just, just listen to this. There was nobody trying to outdo or show their, their talents in a boastful way, but everybody was on the same page wanting the same results. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets, and symbols and instruments of music. And what did they do? They praise the Lord, saying, "What? He is good, for His mercy endures forever." Then, then the house was what filled with what a cloud, even the house of the Lord. Listen to this: when they were on one accord, expecting one result, God honored that. Verse 14 says, so that the priest could not stand to minister by the reason of the child. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house. They were there as the band, not looking for a contract. If this one is out there trying to spout who is better, they did not. They had one agenda, and that agenda was what? To glorify God. They had on the right garments, linen, the white linen. That means the righteousness of God. So that meant what? They were all there to worship God. They were in one accord. Therefore, God, he hears and he honors that obedience. And he moves when things are decent and in order. And by them doing that, on one accord, they were closed for the right occasion. God answered that prepared that prepared worship. His glory filled that place. There are too many churches and too many gatherings in the Christian land where they're just coming to make a sound so that the person that has that melodious voice can outsing everybody else, and they try to take over. The instrument player would try to override, the organ player would try to override the pianist, and the drummer would try to drown out the, all the other instruments, and the bass would try to outplay everybody else. God can come inside of that when there's division there. But when the band come on one card, and they began to offer their gifts as a living sacrifice to God and to rendering back to God that sound of worship. Well, guess what happened? He falls inside of that mist. The Bible, as we just said, who just read it, said that when those musicians had on the right gear, the right instruments, and when it was time for the priest to come in, they couldn't minister. Because God was already in that place, touching and moving by his power on the hearts of man. The band, we're playing on. We're the, the musicians and we're singers, but we're supposed to be clothed in that garment of white linen. 
to put them on seat as musicians, as individuals, because we're all part of the band. We're supposed to have on garments of what? Of praise, of worship. Not trying to glorify and deify ourselves. Not trying to put our passions on the pedestal. Because it's only about you and your relationship to God. So when you begin to go out and minister to people, you have that melody already on the inside of your heart. You should already be singing the songs of God. You can't think of a word singing a new song. So that when they see it, when people see you, they'll see the beauty of holiness that is coming out of you. I, I, I know you know it. You have been placed in maybe the library or maybe at some of the shopping stores and somebody will come to you or a restaurant and they come to you and they begin to pour out to you their personal and private stuff. And you're saying, why are they coming to me? Something on the inside of you is radiating the Christ that is on the inside of you. Let me tell you something. You may have a down day. You might have a bad hair day or bad day, but the Jesus inside of you is bigger than what you're going through. And somebody will come, and they begin to talk with you or tell you something, you know, and then all of a sudden you have to drop yourself away. You know what I'm saying? You have to lose sight of yourself in order to minister to that person. And you'll find that as you listen to them that um, you may not can relate to what they're going through, but something called the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance of what to tell them. And you're saying, and you say to yourself, where did that scripture come from? It was put inside of you, and it came back at the ready time. And you forgot about your bad hair day, and now you're whistling a happy song. We don't ever praise you. And you know, people don't realize that when we go to heaven, you know, it's not just a walk on the street paved with coal and the gates of pearl. We're going to get there. But it's all about Jesus. And it's all about worship. Listen to this. The Bible says what? That the elders there catching their crown, bring it down and say, worthy, holy, holy. That's a worship. That's a song. So, don't you realize that those gifts and talents that you have have on the inside that God has given to you, you will have to be using it before Him. Oh, God, sing and dance. Yes, we are. Psalm 149 and 3, it says this Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with a timbrel and heart. All through the Bible, it tells us that we ought to give God praise. Psalm 150, verse 4 says, Praise him with a timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organ. How can we get away from it? How can we get away without offering God all the praise and the things and to sing to him? When your child or your relatives or your coworkers, when they're singing, how does it make you feel? Uh, and they can be just singing a little song, they're working, or uh, the kids are playing, and you come by them. How does that make you feel? I know it makes me want to be a part of what they're singing. And don't you find yourself automatically singing with them? If they're singing three months, and they just do it and not, you find yourself singing with them. You know, I've seen this mother and her daughter, and the mother was singing, and the daughter decided she was going to be the alto part while the mother was singing. And she did a pretty good job of it. She was just a little girl. But when you hear somebody singing, it makes you want to sing as well. The band will continue to play any time, but we must remember what band we are in. Do you realize that it's important? Let's look at one type of band. I don't know. You can remember this. Do you remember when Moses was up in the mountain? And he was hearing from the Lord, listening to the Lord, and the Lord was talking to him, and he was getting ready for, what, the, uh, to do the Ten Commandments, God is writing it and all of that for him. And then all of a sudden, something happens. In Exodus chapter 30, 
Moses. I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, but thou hast found grace in my sight. Listen to this. In verse number 18, it says this. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. But listen to this. God is saying this, that he would do all of this and allow him to see this. But while he was going on and doing the things of God, guess what happened? Back at the camp, guess what's happening? They had started a dance and were starting to do what? Have a dance, remember? And the Lord comes and Josh would tell him, say, hey, there is song and dance is going behind that. And then Josh says, this sounds like the sound of war. So what happens is that Moses goes down, and guess what? He sings what happens. He sings the people are dancing and everything. Is that not right? So the thing of it is, is just they were dancing, they were making merry, and all of this, while Moses was up there getting the word from the Lord. And the thing of it is, is just that um, when Moses started talking to Aaron, what happened? Aaron said, uh, let me just get this right. I'm very afraid to get down, but people make me do it. My God, my God. So they burned all that, they destroyed all of that golden stuff and got it and put it in the water and made the people drink it. That's what the scripture says. But they were doing a dance and praising God, but it was with the wrong man. There was chaos, there were things going on that had not, should not have been there. So, but the thing of it is, it's just this. What band are you playing with? What band are you in? Back in the days before Christ, what happened? You used to be with a band, you know, no matter what group it was with, you were there. But now we've changed dance partners, and we're doing a different type of dance. We're doing a different type of songs that we're singing. We're not doing that other song. We're not doing the other dance because God has called us out of darkness where into his marvelous light that we put can show forth the praises of God. So what band are you with? We're not of the darkness. We're of the light. The light that we have should not be hidden. We are the city. We are light. And the world has to look at the glorious Jesus that's in us. Sure, we make mistakes, but it shouldn't be in common everyday things. It should not be. You know, if we, if we find ourselves doing the same thing and having the same results, the same thing, and something is happening, we need to learn what we should be learning out of that particular incident. Amen? You cannot continue to keep going around the same bush doing the same thing, expecting change when you're not doing anything for the change. What band are you in? And the band played on that means that we are the light of the world. We should be singing. We should be praising God. When we come into our Sunday services or Wednesday services, we ought to leave the chitter chat outside. We ought to come with our minds set on, I'm here to praise God. I'm here to worship God. I can talk with everybody after service day. But right now, this is about me and God. It's about you and God. It's about our relationship. It's a time to fellowship and to worship God. Amen? That's what we should be. And the band played on. So what song is the band playing today? Revelations 14 and 3. Let's listen to them as I close. Revelations 14 and 3. Let's look at this. This is what it says. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but else. But the what? The 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. They sung a new song. Do you remember earlier when we read about Miriam and how she sang this song, and it's called the Song of Moses? Look at Chapter 15, verse number 3. And it says, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of 
the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. So what is he saying? We're going to be singing. So you said that we're going to be singing around the throne with a man. But there's always a song in our heart. There's always a word of praise on our lips. There's always an encouraging word. So we're singing now. We're preparing ourselves so that when we are around the throne, guess what? We can sing with him the song of Moses. That says what? Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King Saints. The King. King. So even we're here, this is just a taste of what we're going to be doing forever. Sure, we'll be able to walk in the streets. But more than that, we're going to be singing a new song. We're going to sing a song that nobody knows, but that song that God has given to us. Aren't you excited about it? Say, I am the man. I am the man. And I will sing. And I will sing. I will sing. sing. Glorious song. That God has given to me. I want you to stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the band and we should be making melody and music in our hearts all the time. Amen. If there's anyone here today that has not given their life to the Lord Jesus, today is your day that He can become your Lord and your Savior, your personal Savior. So if that would be you, I want you to lift up your hand if you want to make Jesus your Lord and your Savior. All hands bowed, all eyes closed. And I see your hand, and I see your hand in the balcony. And I see your hand. Amen. 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 I see your hand. I want you to repeat after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word today. And I want to be a part of that band. I want to sing your song. I want to dance and rejoice before you. I bow my knees before you. Turn to my heart. Rule and reign on my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.